0: You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 140. Are those constant headaches in my car due to toxic mold? Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional the listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now... Let's get to the episode. Welcome to a brand new episode of the
1: Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are talking about cars, headaches, and toxic mold.
2: Yes. Yep. Could be cars, boats, motorhomes, RV trailers, trucks, mopeds. Side by yeah. sides? Yeah. they so side by side too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, any vehicle that you use to transport yourself from one place, being on a bus, a subway? Yeah. All of those could have mold, right? Yeah,
2: that's true. I, I, you know, you're from the Northeast, so yeah. subways and stuff like mass transit. Oh. I didn't even really think about. But. Well,
1: and in New York City, what's crazy is in the winter, you're you're walking down underneath the ground into the subway, so it's humid down there and wet because everybody has their boots and whatnot on. So that's just a melting pot for mold issues. Down yeah, there,
2: yeah, you know? and I. It's funny because you know I uh, you know growing up out here in the West, you know once in a while you would see steam coming from manhole covers, and most people, you know manhole covers in New York could be many things, but most most of the time around here, a manhole covers for sewer, so mm-hmm. it's sewage. And the only reason you're seeing that steam is just obviously because it's the the air from the sewers warmer than the air, the ambient temperature. But in New York, like you said, I don't remember what we were talking about. Maybe we saw it on the news. But you were saying, like, when it rained, water would pour down in them. And there's rats everywhere. Oh, it's just, it's a, it's I'm a, like, wow. And then,
1: you, you know, it's freezing when you're outside. So, you've got your coat on. You get down to the subway to wait for the next subway. You're taking your coat off. You've still got wet boots. I mean, it's a hole. And then it's muggy
0: down yeah.
2: there. So, then you're getting in a car. Yep. Yeah on what they call on the them.
1: subway and on the train yeah and then you're sitting down next to somebody who also has a you know a wet coat or they're holding it right. there so it just there's so many opportunities in a subway
2: yep in modes of transportation yeah. that's probably be the best way I probably should have worded it a little different but yeah any any modes of transportation they there you could have mold concerns so and people just don't think about it like
1: Well, and here's my other question. Can rodents cause mold in vehicles? You know, when you have rodents that make a nest in your vehicle. Yeah, we just
2: had a mouse we talked about a few weeks ago. I had to YouTube how to replace an O2 sensor because we had a mouse that chewed through the wiring. Mm -hmm. Now, could they cause a mold concern? Um, The only way they really could would be from their urine, but their urine would evaporate fairly quickly versus normal moisture like water. Um, so could they? uh They could cause defects that could lead to that, but I've, I wouldn't directly connect a mold infestation because you have mice in your vehicle. Okay. Does that make sense? So
1: even rabbits.
2: Right. I mean, it could have led to they chewed a hole somewhere, so water's getting into your vehicle. Oh, okay. so what you're saying. So, you know, the, the second hand, you know, cause and effect could, could, but I don't, I would say directly, if okay. that makes
1: sense. So then. For a mouse. For now, a if mouse. You, but
2: if, let's say you have a dog and you, you have an RV and you have a dog and you have a dog bowl and he's yeah. always splashing it like the puppies do and you know, they're just dogs, that could cause a problem. Now, a dog is a lot different to me than a mouse.
1: Well, and there are certain states that are very, very liberal in nature that actually law requires that if you bring your dog in the vehicle and you leave the dog in the vehicle, by law in those particular states you're required to have food for them in the vehicle mm-hmm. and water. Yeah. So couldn't that cause a mold yes. yeah, the water of it yeah, if you've those could. really liberal yeah. states where they, you know,
2: Yeah, that you know, I mean, I I don't know why why you would take a, a pet into a vehicle that you, you know, know was probably not suitable, but um, I think you told me a story about someone that had got a ticket or something
1: mm-hmm. could have got arrested.
2: yeah it was just crazy just crazy Whereas here
1: in Wyoming people <laughs> bring their they have their dog in the back of their truck they have them in you know and they don't have to have a water bowl. no
2: we', outside we the grocery store We see it, it's it's kind of sad to read but we see in the Facebook groups where you know a dog jumped off the toolbox on a, on a ranch truck or something and so yeah, it's a lot different here but yeah that water you know that chronic moisture intrusion, from a dog splashing that water could definitely cause a mold issue. And especially, you know, where we live, like, you know, we were just talking about New York. And so I'll ask you a question. I already know the answer to it, but maybe our listeners don't. Is it humid in New York? Oh,
1: yes. East coast. Yeah.
2: So compared to here, you know, it's not very humid here. So let's just say you have that dog and, and, you know, you have whatever kind of vehicle and you always have that doggy bull and you have the, the, you know, a container of water, a gallon jug, plus it's humid all the time. I mean, you're really asking for problems. And the humidity, so for a dog, you would leave your windows cracked.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if you're in a humid place, that humidity comes into your vehicle.
1: Well, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, but it's worth saying for those who didn't listen to a previous episode on this, one of the biggest hidden moisture intrusion problems in vehicles are babies and toddlers with their sippy cups and their bottles because you're driving? You're not mm-hmm. necessarily looking at them, and they're dumping their bottle or their mm-hmm. sippy cup in the wedged in the seat, so you don't even really know unless yeah. you've actually checked. Yeah,
2: you know when they get a little bit older, it's not uh, you know we we talk about it in homes with teenagers um, and eating in their rooms, but. You think about you know, there's different mold types because molds are common. There's different mold types and cheeses and breads and stuff. So, so there's stuff in that stuff down in between their seats. Mm-hmm. So, not only do you have the moisture concern, whatever mold types are associated with cheese or molds like penicillium, um, that those are going to be more prevalent in the vehicle that wouldn't normally be there. Correct. If that makes sense. Correct. So you're kind of introducing all this stuff, and you know, if you're like you said, you're not you're, you're driving. Like, you know, we live in a day and age where we just want to turn on the the cartoons on the TV and let them do whatever they want. As long as they're not screaming, it's okay. They could be dumping their drinks down between the seats and you just never know.
1: Now, this is a random question because it just came to my mind. Can airplanes have mold issues?
2: Oh, most definitely. Oh, okay. Um, But airplanes, um, you know, we really learned this with COVID that um, the air quality on, well, I'm just going to go off of what the science has told us. And so for any of you out there that don't agree, I apologize. But this is just kind of what I've understood is is that the air quality on airplanes is better than most places. Okay. Because it's pressurized. They have air filtration systems. I mean, it's pretty high tech um, for obvious reasons, even pre-COVID. You know, if one person has some sort of cold, you don't want the entire plane or people on the plane to get sick. So yeah, an airplane definitely could. Um, I would imagine, um, you know, one of the things we'll talk about is how would that mold happen in vehicles? Well, usually it's moisture intrusion through some, you know, maybe the roof or something. Well, an airplane, airplanes pressurized. So yeah. if there was a hole in somewhere in that plane, that wouldn't be good. No, and my no. point is, is they would kind of know because the, the plane would depressurize. Yeah. Um, so, Yeah, it could be. I mean, mold could really be in many places, but an airplane, I would say it's not as likely, but you never know.
1: Well, and and I'm thinking more rather than like, let's say Delta, I'm thinking more like people who own their own plane or their own crop duster or their own helicopter. That's a smaller plane, maybe it isn't taken care of as well as a major airline
2: yeah yeah and they most definitely could have that and you know a lot of it just depends on the habits of the people yeah you know delta they have cleaners coming all the time and you know those are high altitude pressurized planes whereas a helicopter is not pressurized in that manner so they definitely could you know i don't want i don't want to sound vague but mold can be Almost anywhere, because it's naturally present. There's probably mold types in space on different planets.
1: Exactly. But... Maybe they could send me up there and I that out. <laughs> well, and I mean, I think the question is, I, I don't think a lot of people think that they could get mold issues, have mold issues in their car, or their side-by-side, or their RV, trailer, or their boat. Um, what typically is causing, in any mode of transportation... Any vehicle what's causing mold typically it'd be obviously the moisture the and moisture water. so any kind of
2: yeah and it, when I say moisture most of the time we're we're speaking water okay um you know we we talked about bleach and mold um I think last week or a couple of weeks ago but we talked about how ninety five percent of its water now juice how much what percentage of its water I don't know kool-aid what percentage of of its water you know. Liquids could be, you know, when I say moisture, liquids is what I'm more or less trying to say. Is, is it doesn't have to be water. Yeah. The it could be a liquid that's Kool Aid or juice or something like that, and you know, it that's the most likely source is going to be some sort of liquid, which is mostly going to be water.
1: Well, and what do you say to people who who say, okay, fine, but. I assume a boat, because it's in the water, is built to handle water in the boat,
2: right? And it is, but your so the floor of your boat. So you you know obviously our listeners that that are familiar with boats, you have a drain plug you put in, that's in the hole that you have a pump that's got like a float on it, a bilge pump that's going to kick on and 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 get the water out. Now, when you're getting in and out of your boat, now if you're like us and you don't do a whole lot of water sports, if you're just fishing you know, you're not going to see it as much. But let's just say for our listeners that have those high-dollar fancy boats with wakeboarding, surfing, all that stuff, you're getting in and out of the boat with wet feet. So then the, the carpet gets wet. Well, below the carpet in the boat, which isn't typically an outdoor carpet, you have some sort of wood. And if it's not getting um, ventilated properly when you're done, then, then you can have a mold concern. Meaning, let's say you come off the lake you, you know, the floor of the boat's pretty wet. Everybody was tubing, doing whatever. If you put the cover on that boat immediately, yeah. you, you know, those of our listeners will be like, why would you do that? Well, some people just don't know. But you never do that. And that's why I always leave it open. Um, now, if you had to close it up because maybe it's starting to rain, you need to make sure don't wait two days. You need to make sure you air that boat out or put a dehumidifier in there. So, so yeah, a boat... You know, the concern I would have with the boat is let's just say there's mold spores in that wood that we talked about in the, in the floor. Mm-hmm. Every time you walk on it, you can kick those spores up. And, yeah, it's an open boat, but still you can inhale those mold spores so it could still affect you.
1: That's very, very true. And so, um, obviously, the moisture is an issue. Chronic moisture, whether it's from clothing or shoes or any of the tubing stuff, is an issue. How do you mitigate mold when you find it in some mode of transportation
2: so we we've, we've, we've actually done mold mitigation on vehicles and just like on a home we've got to figure out what's causing it so you mentioned chronic you know activities such as or habits as wet clothing you know i don't remember which episode we were talking about it oh it was the traveling one around christmas where if you go stay in an airbnb for a week and you come in or you're staying at a family member's house you guys are skiing it every day, and you take your wet clothing and you just pile it in the corner, that can cause a mold concern. Same concept in a obviously a vehicle or mode of transportation. If you're always just to have that pet that's getting it wet, you gotta figure out what's causing it, is my point. Is it a leaky roof? Is it do you always leave your windows cracked? I mean, there's advantages to leaving your windows cracked. Because mm-hmm. to me, why do we have the mold epidemic?
1: Because everything is so closed up.
2: Exactly. So you got to figure out obviously what caused the mold concern, and then you got to go to the mitigation side. As I always say, you have to call a professional or, or use a professional. Most most professionals in 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 the mitigation field, like what we do, won't even do stuff on vehicles. And you know, we'll do mold mitigation on anything we can if if we can do it. But it's a lot more. I'm not sure I want to say complex, but it's. The, um, how effective it is is a lot more difficult on a vehicle because you pretty much have to gut everything.
1: Well, and I would think it would be much more challenging with this, uh, trend that we see where people call it living the R V life, where people aren't living in a yeah. home. They're living in a a van, an R V, like they're they're living in it. So right. that in and of itself makes it very complicated. Right.
2: Yeah. And those are the, the mitigation jobs we typically see. Yeah. Um it's a vehicle that's obviously worth a lot more money. If you're <laughs> if if you had a car and it had a mold infestation in it I would more or less say how much is that car worth to you because yeah. you should just get rid of it. Exactly. I mean, it It's not really worth it. So, you know, if you think about a normal car that has the seats and everything in it, doing mold mitigation is very difficult. Now, if you want to talk about a Sprinter van that, that they've converted into, you know, they have a platform in there for a bed and they have a little cooking area or whatever, that's a lot easier to deal with because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can pull all that stuff out. It should be replaced, but... We still have to clean out the air ducts just like we would have to do for a normal home that has a forced air system. Mm -hmm. But it's, I guess to answer your question, like, it really depends on what type of vehicle it is, what the mitigation would be involved in it. And it would be difficult, but that's why going back to what we talked about last week about being proactive. Like, you don't have to be mean about it, but, you know, if your toddler keeps dumping their drink down in between the middle of the seats... You know, maybe you don't give them that drink and you explain to them why, because it's causing a mold concern. And at the end of the day, they're not going to have that Suburban that's got their TV and all the luxuries in it if they keep doing that.
1: That's true. Isn't it also about people not um, underestimating the level of being proactive that they need? I just think about like NASCAR drivers. They have what big is it? What is motor it? coaches. Motor coaches, <clears throat> right? And so you think, I, if I spend $200,000 on a motor coach...
2: Well, they're like $2 million, but yeah. Wow, that's great. Okay, well, $2 million. <laughs>
1: if you spend $2 million on a motor coach, at least in my mind, I would be like, well, it should be mold resistant and I should be able to do whatever I want. is $2 million. But that doesn't relieve you of the need for you to be inspecting oh, on a regular yeah. basis, right? Yeah, and I
2: mean, you, you know, you could use that same... Um, analogy on a brand new $2 million home. Doesn't mean it. there's not going to be a mold concern. So you have to pay attention because, and I think, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pick on any certain age groups, but I think we have a lot of people that believe that they can go pay for an $800,000. That's what starter homes are these days mm-hmm. and they don't have to maintain it. There's nothing they have to do with it. And, then they wonder why they have a mold concern. And it's like, well, hey, did you do your spring checklist? Did you go up in the attic? Well, no. I paid 800000 It's a brand new home. So I don't want to say people are lazy. They're just not proactive in the right ways that they should be.
1: That that makes a lot of So then given all of that, what's your call to action for people?
2: So for modes of transportation, honestly, smells. Like, okay. You know, we can tell when our dog farts. I mean, you can't yeah. tell me you can't get in the car and go, there's a weird musty, and I'm I'm not even saying a mold smell. Like, did someone leave their French fries in the back seat? Like, you could you could tell. Yeah. Um, and you know, especially something that's starting to, especially food that's getting moldy, it's going to have a pretty pugnant smell to it that you're going to know like something's not normal in here.
1: Absolutely. So, pay attention to weird smells. Be yep. proactive with checking in on different aspects of the vehicle. Right. And sh- should they be doing a fall and spring checklist for their vehicle? No, no, but okay. we were
2: we were talking about the two million dollar home.
1: No, but I was just thinking about no. it, like should no, so really, Not really it's no. just when they smell funky stuff, they yeah. should check.
2: No, and I, I would say for modes of transportation, let's just say our listeners have an R V and they love to go R V and and they don't live out of it. They just take it up to the mountains for the weekend and they start using it in June and they stop using it in September. For those months that you're using it, make sure you're paying attention. Now, in okay. June, when you first get in there, and RV owners, our listeners know this, you dewinterize them. In the fall, you winterize them. Yeah. Pay attention. Make sure the roof isn't leaking and things like that. So, my, my point is, is if it's something that, you know, like a, a car or your pickup truck, if you live in places like here where it snows, make sure you're paying attention. And, and on the floor mats, I mean, nowadays, we have floor mats that are... I'm not going to say the name brand, but everybody knows it. They're vinyl plastic. I'm not sure what 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 type of material it is, but it holds all the moisture just like we bought for for most of our vehicles, Mm -hmm. so that the water's not going right into the carpet of the 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 vehicle. Exactly. It's it keeps it contained. So if that's if it, my point is is if you're more likely to introduce moisture in the in the winter months pay more attention in the winter months
1: that makes a ton of sense so be proactive pay attention smell your vehicles yep
2: and then take one of our courses i have i have courses available um, one of them's free you can go to udemy
1: udemy.com and look up steve worsley and you'll find all his courses
2: yep so those are you know one of them's free so there's no excuses why you can't take the is toxic mold making me sick course
1: 100 percent, and you heard it from the expert we'll
0: catch you in the next episode prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home download steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash cncmoldchecklist again download steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.